My name is Becky Brown. My name is Brittany Marie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is We're, We're Trying to, to Be Better. better. Ow. Ow. <laughs> that was our best one, and it's still not very good. I know. <laughs> it's week seven. This is week set. Well, yeah, I guess it is in a for us. week seven. What's week six? We're, we, this is, yeah, that's true. We're doing week six, recovering a sense of abundance. Yeah, get your chapter right. I got my chapter right. It's week seven for us. This is the seventh ep. Yeah, but it's. You know what I'm saying? But in the program. I know. Sorry, listeners. Um, you we're diving right s- into it. You we're did getting have into fights already. Uh, yeah, we're going to be fighting. Um, you did have me scared that you read the wrong chapter for a minute. No, 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 no. It's okay. I re- it's recovering a sense of abundance. Um, lots of, I underlined a lot, you know, I, did I underlined a lot. Okay. But, but I want to tell you something. What's that? I feel m- this is, I've been struggling the last few weeks with, with the text. We, we all know this. De- toe. Yeah. De- I've been toe. struggling. And then I read this chapter and I was like, this is the shit that I've been dealing with right now. This is totally my stuff. And I felt really good about this chapter. That's great. There was one part we can get into later that I was like, mm, not so good on a social front, but much better than all of the like racial and gay things that she talked about before. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so that was like, you know, another taboo she walked into. But outside of that, I was like, maybe I missed this the is taboo. pretty good. Um, yeah, I do feel like it was this is pretty good. I we can get into it. Yeah. Um, we can get into it. We'll say that 10 more times and then we'll actually get into it. Yeah. But before, we need to say we can get into it at least four or five more times. We need to get into it. That's, <laughs> that's just where we're at. I, yeah. I, it was another brief one. There are some things that I think that pointed out how, just how wealthy she is. <laughs> Honestly. I was like, you... This is advice from a rich person. This is straight up advice from a rich person. I was like, but, okay. But wait a second. <laughs> to be rich, would you listen to a rich person or would you listen to a poor person? It's not that. It's just that her advice is a little bit tone deaf. Like she's giving advice as if you were also wealthy and could do these things. I'm like, but she does describe in this episode. Like, so, so she doesn't say this phrase, but this is something one of my life coaches, she's always telling me. This is from the Bible, but it's it's true. Ye are gods. I think I've said that here in this podcast before. Okay. Ye are gods, right? And You've it's not like, said that before. Oh, okay, so maybe in let's talk about that. Let's yeah. get into it. Well, because it goes into so so the first. Well, let's just let's just say this. Uh, oh, they're so funny. You said let's get into it. I missed <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> so the first section is the great creator, and so if you remember, this is a lot of this is going back to week one and even week two. And kind of incorporating that with all of the steps that she's been going through. So we've, you know, her and I, Becky and I, have been talking in this podcast about, like, what is she plotting? And I feel like this week is the first time where we see the effects of what her plot is coming in. But going back to ye are gods. So a lot of what she's talking about is, again, limiting beliefs. And when, if we say that ye are gods, it just means that, like, like superhero stuff um, you know, if we wanted to run fast, if, you know, in a way like, you know, we can leap, which can feel like flying. We can do things that, you know, like Hawk 
I think it's Hawkeye. No, Hawkeye is a oh shoot. I'm not a Marvel person. I'm a semi Marvel person. Oh, is Hawkeye like a Superman? I is there a Superman named Hawkeye? Hawkeye there the, better be. That is a funny name. It's a uh, it's the guy who shoots the arrows. Fuck if I know. And I don't then, know. And then, but there's, there's one that is like the oh the Falcon. That's his name, the Falcon. I like Hawkeye better. So the Falcon. So the thing is, is that he was a military dude, right? And Hawkeye. he was in special forces. And the Falcon is. <laughs> Becky's seriously laughing at me for bringing this up. But it's because no, you're like, oh, this is Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you were trying to think of bird and you just thought Hawkeye. <laughs> is Hawkeye not a bird? It, no, no, I mean, there's a hawk. <laughs> when someone's giving you Hawkeyes, it's like, I don't know. And it's like they're really grilling you or oh. like or like staring at you, not grilling you. But they're, they're like, uh, yeah, I feel like like my roommates when they're cooking in the kitchen and they're they're both they're super introverted yeah but they will follow me with their eyes sometimes and it really creeps me out and i call i i've said to andy before i'm like yeah i I just passed rachel and she gave me hawk eyes (laughs) she follows me with her one hawk eye like i feel like she'll like just got it she'll like look up like a hawk's eye yeah yeah like a hawk's eye like think about like somebody that won't talk to you, but then they're like they're like looking at you. Oh, they're weird ass hawk eyes. Huh. Yeah. Well, anyways, anyways. So going back to the falcon. The falcon. Anyways. What the falcon does is he puts on this like jetpack, which isn't really like a jetpack. They're like wings, and he can do stuff with the wings, and they're huge, and so he can fly and soar and do, do whatever. That's not a superpower. He has a fucking machine. But he's got a jetpack. Okay. Well, Iron Man. He's not. He's a superhero because he has it. He has a. He has a machine. He has a machine that he gets into. No. Same with Batman. He's just a rich guy with rich toys. Oh, Batman is totally fucked up. But anyways, <laughs> so that's that's the thing. Like you know, and my point is, is like ye are so ye are gods. If you decide it to be, if you decide to be this master creator you are that master creator you have to make the decision and you co-create and you show up for it all you have to do is decide and believe that it is and that's how it is and that's and that's what she's talking about in the sense of recovering a sense of abundance like financial abundance spiritual abundance um you know taking care of yourself really feeling fulfilled in several spaces instead of just like being identified um or uh you know what is the word um cherished adored um you know which is what we want no no big deal which is what we want um but it goes so much further than that and you know not letting our creations determine um like letting our money determine whether or not we're worthy of creating Um, totes and um yeah i mean she just she really goes in that space and it's it's for me she was really saying ye are gods and I actually ended up writing a lot, um, a lot more notes. So I did this. Really? Normally I write with a pencil. I mean, normally I write with a pen. And this time I wrote with a pencil and I wrote like a lot. I did not write that many notes. This one was pretty succinct for me. So I'm glad that you did. Yeah. I'm glad that you had a lot to say because I was like, I don't, I don't know. Well, good. Let me just tell you some more what I got to say. Okay. So she goes into um, one of her first paragraphs. We want a God that feels like a fat paycheck and a license to spend as we please. Now, again, let's like spend this, right? You know, in case you don't believe in God. Um, I don't believe in God. I believe in source. And source, again, we've talked about this before. Source can come from you. Source can come from 
um, you know, the energy that is around you. Source can come from a higher power, whatever, whatever makes sense in your life. So we want our source to feel like a fat paycheck and a license to spend as we please. Yet we never see source that way. We never mm. have that approach. Mm. Uh, or at least it's very hard to come by in, in, the, in the majority mindset. And it's letting our li- limiting beliefs and like letting them live alongside with our dreamed outcomes. So we have these dreams of, you know, becoming accomplished as creators, right? That's why we're reading the text, um, you know, in any sense of the way, right? You can be, cre- you can create anything. You can create meals. You can create an app. You can create opportunities, whatever sense that is. You can create babies, stuff like that, whatever, whatever makes sense to you. And so we have that idea that we want to do it and we want that outcome to become reality, yet we let our limiting beliefs get in the way and interfere with having that done. Now, we all, we all know this, right? We may not know that they're limiting beliefs, but we don't realize just how um, controversial and how divergent our ideas are because we have our aspirations, yet we let these beliefs tie in with those aspirations and become like they're like when when you're watching youtube and they have those really weird ads that play in the middle of a youtube video or like you know i don't know they're just totally random and you're like why am i here why am i in the space it's like little tied moments of your limiting beliefs that affect the way that you're able to finish the segment was that a weird metaphor no did you follow that no okay <laughs> So yeah, it didn't work. Um, yeah, my point is, is like, <laughs> like they're wo- like they're woven in. They're woven in in, in your path, and there that that's what gets in your way, as well as other things. But your limiting beliefs are things that you have to work through to be able to make your outcome become a reality. And until you believe that you are abundant, until you believe truly deep down that that is what it is, and that is the truth that you are living, they're just yeah. I don't know. I've, I I. I agree with that, and yet I feel sometimes I feel like when she said that you want we want a God that is a fat paycheck, basically. Yeah. I also kind of feel like people like point blank want a fat paycheck, like that is their ideal, like that to accomplish all of their their creative aspirations, and in doing so, getting rich. Because at least if you're American, <laughs> yeah. honestly, yeah, um, because. Health and like wealth, being wealthy here means that you can have proper health care. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. And I'm sorry, that's that's like a whole separate thing. But I do think that like we want a God that that, um, feels like a fat paycheck is like I I literally want a fat paycheck so that I can make sure that I'm taken care of and that my family is taken care of. It's just a whole... Yeah, and, and to, I don't know, having a fat paycheck also means that, like, you can do all of these other, not that you're, like, you can't be creative without money, but there are certain things that you can't do without cash. Like, you want to say you want to, like, I don't know, you want to get into phot- photography or something. You need money to buy a camera and, like, money to buy camera equipment and film. And, there, are, yes, there are absolutely ways that you can um you know do the like do that cheaply but i do think that like i don't know there are just so many i don't want to be money obsessed but i i am 
I totally right? am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, mo- money is energy. Yeah. And money, yeah, brings us our resources, right? We, we, I think have, we're constantly in, in the mindset of what is money because we go into work and our exchange is money, right? Our exchange, then we use yeah. that money to pay for our rent and, you know, like you said, healthcare and groceries, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I do feel like, you know, let's say, you know, in that sense of the camera, you know, photography, you know, what if you're not in a space where you feel like you can make that investment, right? You, you totally, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Where you feel like you can't make that investment in a new camera. Well, okay. Let's look at it this way. You probably have a smartphone. It has a camera. It's not the same thing. I totally understand that. No, you're 100% right. But there is a manual feature on your smartphone. You, there are books out there that you can go get at the library that talk about how to use your phone as a camera. If you use your phone to the best of your ability to learn what those functions are on a camera that you'll be able to manipulate and use on an actual camera, then you're one step ahead. And if you become the best that you can at doing phone photography, then, you know, and let's say you make an Instagram about it and it then it goes, you know, because you put that energy forward, you co-created. Brittany Marie, just bringing it. Bringing us right back to yeah. health, wealth, and happiness. Yeah. That's great. This is exact. I'm glad that I'm pointing out these like mental blocks that I have in my mind. I'm like, I feel like I, sometimes I feel like I can't get, I can't accomplish all the things that I want to accomplish because I need cash to do it. But you're right. You, it's just about being creative in your approach to go about what you want to It's about accomplish. co-creation. It's about co-creation. If you want to be that person, if you want to be that photographer that does that quality of work, then use the tools that you have right in front of you to yeah. get to that point. Yeah. You can't the, – the problem is co-creating is not just saying, like, hey, I want to do this, and so it, then it shows up to you or for you. That's not how it works. So co-creating is just what I had described. So you want to be that photographer. Use, again, what's in front of you. That is co-creation. That is saying, I know that I want to be the photographer that has this Nikon camera and can do weddings um, or etc. Did you just say Nikon? Is it Nikon? Yes. Holy God. <laughs> I don't know. Dude. Mine has a Nikon. It's a Nikon. I mean a Nikon. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Listeners, Brittany Marie is filled with these. Filled to the brim. <laughs> With just living her life, mispronouncing shit. Like, it's not. It's like if you called a cannon, you're like, it's canone. What? I brought up my canone camera. I love my canone. A Nikon. I mean, it, I guess it looks like that, but shit. It's a Nikon. that's true that it is very true my guy is always telling me like what did you just say (laughs) when we were listening to the mandalorian i kept calling him the mandarin because i was thinking of like a mandarin orange Mm -hmm. and i didn't like i don't know what a mandalorian is did you just call it a mandal a a mandarin (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what the fuck a mandalorian is either okay that's different you legit have cameras you have, <laughs> you have, I'm surrounded by like camera stuff and like camera equipment and she, you're walking around saying Nikon. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said the, I don't even, I think this is like the time. I hope 
that you were at a camera store were like, I, can I take a look at that Nikon? And they're like, sure, lady. <laughs> no, because I've always liked Canons. And okay. so uh, I have a Canon. And, um, I'm so glad you said Canon. <laughs> <laughs> you said something else like a couple weeks ago. I don't remember what it was, but it was so fucking funny. Oh, if I remember it, I'll bring it up. I think this, this Nikon thing, <laughs> like Nikes, this, I'm just telling it myself. So I, can I remember. hope you said Nikes. <laughs> <laughs> so this, with the Nikon thing, I think it's like the first time I said herb. I said, oh, these, these herbs are so g- like, oh, what nice herbs. You legit said herbs? And I when? Had, I had never said this word before. It was my first semester at Cornish. So this oh. was just a few years ago. <laughs> I was like 23. Oh my God. <laughs> 23, 24. And I had never said herbs out I've never said the word. I read it. I knew what it was. No, how do you go that long without ever saying herb? You know, I, I'm not a plant person. Me neither, man. I, I mean, I have one, but you know, I don't. You th- don't think you need to be a plant person to say <laughs> <laughs> that's not an excuse. <laughs> oh, it's, anyway, it's great. It's just anyway, so great. Anyway, sorry. Going what were we back talking to about? This. I, we're, my we're mind about is blank recovery. now. We're talking about recovering a sense of abundance. Okay, listeners, let's let's dive in again. So, okay, so furthermore, what what else she talks about is listening to the siren song of more. We are deaf to the still small voice wa- waiting in our soul to whisper, "You're enough." I underlined that as well. Yeah, I'm real glad that you underlined that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, "Ooh, I feel seen. I feel heard." Yes. We keep saying we want more, but we don't tell ourselves that we're enough to have the more that we want. Yeah, it's kind of like, it almost feels a little bit like Buddhism, where you're like, you stop wanting. Not necessarily stop wanting for yourself, but use the the tools that you have Mm -hmm. and be, look around your life and be happy with what you have instead of like this constant, I'll be happy when I have this, and then you have that, and then, you know, it's, it's the next thing. Um... I think it's fun to take a step back and take a look around your life and see what you can be grateful for and what you can use to, you know, achieve what you want. Absolutely. I think that was perfect. You know, it's, again, showing that that line of, okay, well, I'm on this goal and I can be happy at that point. And then when you say that, you are not allowing yourself to be happy today. Totally. Yeah. You're not worthy of happiness because you haven't accomplished this goal. Well, that's bullshit. You're happy of worthiness because you have the opportunity to accomplish that goal, and that is a gift. 100%. 100p. <laughs> 100 penises. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's scary. Um, oh, that is scary. I didn't yeah, think it's about like, it like Vikings. That. You know, I don't like that. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I think that's really great. Um, oh, in this little bit titled The Great Creator, she does say something that just made me giggle. Um, yeah. And I underlined it because I just thought I was like, you're just a sweet old lady to me. <laughs> she said something where she was like giving she was giving an example to um, let's see, like a she says something about it operating out of a toxic old idea that God's will for us and our um, our will 
are at opposite ends of the table. And then she goes on to say something along. She says, I want to be an actress, but God wants me to wait tables in hash joints. The scenario goes and then uh, in quotes, it reads. So if I try to be an actress, I will end up slinging hash. And I just had never heard I of the term. I didn't know what she was talking about. Is she talking slinging about weed? hash? Is she talking about weed? No, hash is like a an is like a seventies drug. It's like weed slash marijuana. No, excuse me, weed slash tobacco. I think. I think. Oh. Yeah, hash is like. No, is no longer a thing. I thought those were just like split joints. I, that's what I, those were, I thought they were spliffs. Oh, spliffs. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I think hash was like, like people sold hash. I don't fucking know. It's a, it's a seventies thing for sure. Yeah. I just kind of it's rolled like a 70s, 80s past thing. that point. I was not I just, about it. I'd also just never heard of the term slinging anything. Slinging yeah, hash. Also, I was like. God wants me to wait tables and hash joints. I was like, what is a hash joint? Does she mean like a crappy restaurant where people are smoking hash? I thought hash was maybe like a vegetable. Is it? <laughs> Am I thinking about this all wrong? I don't know. I didn't know. If I, I try just to be rolled an, right by it. Actress, I'll end up slinging hash. I thought it was a drug thing because my mom told me a while it like when she drugs. was like, when uh, she had an old boyfriend when she was young that was a hash dealer. And I was like, Mom, what th- what is hash? <laughs> What's that? And, yeah, it's like, I, thi- I think it's like weed and tobacco. Oh, I mean, why would you have a vegetable dealer unless you're like... Well, I just don't know what slinging hash is. It's like, it feels is really it funny t- it to f- be like... It's like your parents saying, like, don't, you know, buy... P- I don't know, don't do pot, you know? Or some, you know what I mean? Or like, uh, like now that I think about it, do you drugs. do pot? No, that's what I mean. Like, you don't someone do say, pot. Like, yeah, like don't do pot. Like it feels like somebody saying, like your mom and your parents saying that, or yeah. like you know, talking about drugs. Well, I think we have established that Julia Cameron is our grandma. I know she's a grandma. <laughs> she's a grandma. <laughs> She says something else about horses later. We'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, no, we'll get to I that. I underlined we'll that get as to well. That. Yeah, she um she also used the term flim flam. Um, real quick, she said <laughs> <laughs> she said some shit that really made me laugh. Um Okay. Oh, I just found it. She said the God who holds abundance and dignity, who holds a million possibilities, the key to every door question mark. This God can sound suspiciously like a flim flam man. And I was like, what is a flim flam man? What's a flim flam, Julia? It's a what are you saying? Give me a dream. Flim flams. And uh, and then later she says um, she's trying to get you to be like spontaneous and do things that spark joy. And uh, she includes a little poem in there. And she says one yeah. rhyme, a silly kindergarten ditty. She says <laughs> Diddy. And I underlined that. It's <laughs> like, what are you? Are you just like in a mood? I feel like she just had sex and then wrote this chapter. I feel like she's like real happy. Saying things like flim flam, sling and hash and diddy. I don't know. It makes me, makes me giggle. I mean. Talking about horses. I don't know. Rhymes. Kindergarten ditties. She really was in a space. Yeah. She was really she in, was a in a space. <laughs> yeah. I think that she just had sex and then wrote this chapter. She probably, 
you know, she's talking about red. Maybe she was slinging hash. Maybe she's smoking high on hash. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably what it was. Yeah. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Um, she does go in to say in this chapter, outside of the funny bits, yes. wink, <laughs> um, no, she does say nobody's going to pay me to be more creative. And now this is something that she's declaring as like, th- these are the thoughts that we have. And again, going back to, I think it was chapter two, where we're talking about things that our ancestors, like our parents are the way we were nurtured when we were younger and the people that we are around, or we think mm. that we're not worthy to do the work because that is not for us. You have to be this elite creative to be able to make it to Campbell's Soup, you know, prestige. Um, And so we tell ourselves, nobody's going to pay me to be creative. Again, if we're looking at ye are gods, then we are declaring that that is what, that's what our life is. That no one's going to pay us to be creative, and that's our belief, that's our decision. Mm. So that's the way that our world is working. Oh, so then how do we change that? Do you just have, you just, it just comes from believing in yourself? I think it really comes from from believing in yourself and showing up for the act. So let's say, okay, so to be, to be more creative, for you, if we're going back to the Campbell soup, you know, bit Andy, Andy Warhol. Yeah. um, You know, okay, so you want to be more creative and you want to paint. You're a painter. You don't think anything's going to come from your paintings. The most you could sell for a painting is $10. It's not worth it. Why sell anything? Well, that's not a good mindset. You know, that's not going to help you be where you want to be. And maybe it's more so about community. Maybe your payments are received in other areas in the beginning. And, you know, what comes through first is just, you know, what makes you feel fulfilled in your spirit and in your soul? That is co-creation. When you do those acts and you open yourself to opportunities then then that will come through forward later. You know, maybe instead of painting, maybe you get eventually into lettering or, you know, graphic design yeah. or, um, you know, things that are more uh, asked for on a needed basis mm-hmm. than, than painters are. I mean, let's be, let's be, let's be serious about it. There's more, um, there's more people looking, looking on Upwork for graphic designers and there are painters not to say that painters aren't a thing it's just what is this first step that you can get to so that way you can get to that place of creativity maybe painting is all you know maybe you don't know about graphic design maybe painting it becomes you know you put that on instagram i'm an instagram person so you know i'm going to reference instagram but like what if you put that on instagram and you know what if what if you were just out in the town maybe you just needed to walk while you're painting and you end up walking to your closest um cafe store or your cafe shop, and you order a latte, you're giving yourself a little treat, maybe even just a hot chocolate, and they see, oh my gosh, you have paint on your shirt. Are you a painter? The, the barista does. And you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm a painter. I paint these things. <laughs> and then, you, then, you know, what if the pa- then they ask, like, okay, can we see your paintings? We have a showcase here. If you notice, we, we love showcasing people's artwork. Can We'd love to put that up for you. Oh my gosh, your art is amazing. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I, There's so many opportunities. You don't know unless you show up for the work that you're yeah. doing and then treat I yourself in the saying. abundance. She goes later on to luxury, and once you give yourself the mo- those moments of luxury, who knows what can occur? Mm. I feel you. I don't feel like that was a very strong example. but I, I do. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I think that if anybody out there is a painter, I don't know if they're – I don't know what their creative aspirations are. 
I'm not a painter, so that's probably why the example I, wasn't that strong. I don't know. I feel like every time I see artwork in a ca- coffee shop, specifically in Seattle, they're always, to m- in my mind, overpriced as fuck. <laughs> and some of them are funny. I'm like, it's a weird landscape that's priced at $1,000. I'm like, who do you think is sh- in this cafe? Uh, anyways, I'm being negative. No, I think, no, but that's fair. No, but, but look at this. So they are looking to sell their artwork so that way they can like, you know, that can pay their rent or they can accomplish this thing or whatever it is. Right. Okay. Well, so they price it at a thousand dollars. I'm just wondering, does that actually feel aligned to you? Does this artwork feel like it's a thousand dollars or do you just feel like that is the value that you should put on it because if you have someone that buys it for a thousand dollars, then you become worthy. I don't know. I think it's like you're asking me to put myself in the shoes of like the painter pricing thousand dollars. I'm like, I'm saying they probably have limiting beliefs. I, I, yeah, I think that they're just trying to make the most that they can with their painting. Honestly, I, I don't necessarily, some of the things that I see on walls mm-hmm. and I know that they, I, I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not a painter, mm-hmm. but I can see the effort that was put into some of these freaking weird, not weird, but just like it's bad artwork. Like you can tell that it's lazy or that it's, they weren't giving it all, their all. I'm like nothing in there. I'm like, this should be priced at 25 bucks. This should not be priced at a thousand dollars. Like okay, so let's let's explore that's that how further. I feel. I feel it's like a lack of self awareness on their part. I'm not saying that you shouldn't like pr- like price your work at a rate that you feel is com- like that you're worthy. But I don't f- like. I don't know. I I also think that like. I don't know. I don't. I don't think if you're hanging anything in a coffee shop that it should be priced at a, at one grand. I think I think that's valid because you want because <laughs> you want to make sure that your value matches the audience that's coming in, right? Yeah. And so yeah, that's knowing, what I'm saying. So knowing where your audience is coming from. Like, so what do you think is going to be in this fucking coffee shop, guy? Nobody's going to buy this thing for a thousand dollars. Okay. Like, but wait a second. Hold on. Let's back up because that's your belief. You're not going to buy it. That is one hundred percent my belief. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but but but. I, Okay, yes, but looking at it from that context, though, that that is your experience. So that becomes your belief. Now, someone could be coming in with an absolute disposal income, just could be walking by, happen to see it, and maybe they would think, like, artwork is worth $1,000, and so they'd buy it. You don't know. Like, it depends on the person being there. I and guess so. so. I think, but I think what we're talking about is two two sides of the same coin so like we're talking about the painter's expression how they feel aligned to like what is their return on value right Mm -hmm. that is what the price is what does the value that people get out of this artwork okay and then you know you saying it should be priced at 25 dollars is that more something that you would feel comfortable paying for a piece of art well here's the other thing somewhat separately from this I think it's so important to surround yourself from people that are better at you than you're at, like in whatever your creative field is, because that is the only way that you're going to get real opinions and real perspective on what you've made. And it's kind of like, it's not like you necessarily need other people to validate your work, 
but sometimes you get wrapped up in something and you don't know if it's good or not or if it's like you kind of like you've been so consumed in or like you've been so far down the rabbit hole of what you've been creating it's hard to look at it with fresh eyes so I think it's important to surround yourself with people to give you a little bit of perspective on what on the work that you're create creating, what the quality of it, and not, not necessarily that it's bad, but to point out areas that you could be blind to. Like I can't tell you how many times I've made something and I thought that the central, like the big picture thing of what I had made was really good and I brought it to like a group, uh, like my group of friends or whatever and they're like, oh, yeah, forget this main thing. What about this other thing over here in the corner that you made? You're like, that's really good. That's fun. Do more with that. Start with that. Start over. Th- start the like. Start over this entire project and do that. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think where I'm like, sometimes I see artists that are putting their stuff out there, and it's really scary. And I think that it's great that they're putting their stuff out there, but it does seem like they are um, creating art alone, and they're not surrounded with like they don't are, are not as in touch with the community um, in their field as they could be. Exactly. Yeah. So that's so exactly what you just said. Exactly. Now, if they are not in touch with their community and they think that they need to be assigning this as a thousand dollar piece of art because they went to another cafe and someone else is selling their art for a thousand dollars. If they feel isolated, then they are in comparison culture and they yeah. are in this place of not being aligned, of not being fulfilled, and they are not self-aware. So there's all these spaces. Now, we don't need to necessarily assume that that is the space that they are in, but you know, but it's it's complicated, and the thing is, is that it's it's not going to be clean. And so for you, um, it's it's about being there in the co-creation. Mm. Yeah, one hundred percent. You just have to be there in the co-creation, and that's what's most important. That is what's there. Um, you know, you can't. Uh, I mean, you can look to others for, like you said, like in a supportive way in a community, but you can't get lost in how someone else is doing something if you want to try a technique and add it to what you're doing great you can't just copy what you're doing though because they're a completely different person than what you are and their goals are different from what your goals are what their you know emerald city is is different from your emerald city you're Mm. trying to reach your emerald city well you've got to go on your own yellow brick road Mm. right Mm. so I think I think that's like what's really coming through for me in this is that we decide that we are not worthy, that we decide that we are not abundant. And so money is not coming to us through our creativity. Um, money is not there for us. Money is not the energy. Money is holding us back from being able to do what we want to do. Money is the reason why we're not happy because we don't have it. And when we have it, then we'll be happy because we'll have stability. Well, can you be stable within yourself without having the money? Can you co-create? Can you show up? Can you do the work? And do the work for yourself. Um, don't do the work because someone else is doing something and it makes you feel bad because you're not doing it. Do it because it mm. makes you feel amazing. 100%. 100% well said. Um, okay. To that, I do think that there is, I know that we're totally off on this tangent now, but I want to continue it because yeah. I think it's good. Absolutely. Um, I think it's all relevant. It is. Uh, there is something that is, It's a, this is a little bit tied to current events. Okay. Sure. Um, and it really made me think about how much harder it is, I think, to be an American with creative aspirations because you have this 
constant because we like because of healthcare. Um, listeners, the UK uh, like election was a few days ago, and unfortunately, Boris Johnson has won. He's the head of the Tories, and that means this like the NHS, the um, UK uh, healthcare system, as far as I know, is going to become privatized, and a lot of people in England or the UK, what have you, um, are very worried that their healthcare is going to be just like the United States. And a lot of people don't know just how bad it is here. That basically, like, if you're poor, you are, like, if you don't have, if you don't have a job that offers health insurance, you're, like, you're, you're in a shitty position. Um, that healthcare is something that we constantly think about, and it goes hand in hand with being wealthy are hand in hand with having a good job and a lot of people will stay in terrible companies because the healthcare is so good like my mom for example stayed with her company who was awful to her for 17 years because the healthcare was unbelievable and it's fucked up that we have to think about this but uh it brings me right back to like yeah I that's part of the reason why I stopped freelancing when I was in my mid-20s I felt like, well, not freelancing, but I felt like I was taking, like, jobs that gave me the um, opportunity to take classes so I could have, like, different schedules, like serving jobs, dog walking, what have you. And I stopped doing that because I needed real health care, and I needed a day job, and I needed to work somewhere that I knew that I wasn't going to 100% love, but I also, like, wanted to go to the dentist, and I think that it's just a very different game if, like, if you are trying to achieve something with in whatever role. And but specifically for us, if we're trying, if we do have creative aspirations that are on the regular path, um, it's something that is that we have to think about. That others that in the UK or, or Australia don't have to think about. And I think that it's very interesting to be to think like. Yes, money isn't everything, but it kind of is here. Like, this is America. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think about that? Again, I think it's beliefs. I think I think that's true. I think understanding what's around you, absolutely. But, you know, going back to this abundance of, you know, staying in a place for 17 years because that is – the healthcare is so good. But, um, you know, that – I think that also is the belief that – I won't find there anywhere else. And so I'm yeah. not allowed to be in what aligns with me because the healthcare is so good and I can't risk that because it gives me, you know, security. Um, you know, that's, that's a belief and that's following a belief. And I think that's a limiting belief. I think, you know, and, and it's also saying like what your priorities are, you know, if you feel like you are being treated horribly yet you have healthcare, then your mental, your mental care is yeah. not there. And yeah. so what's, I mean, what's, what's the point? Totally. For me, I mean, not totally. to like, I, I'm just talking specifically about that case. And like, you know, for me being that, in that space, I would just believe that I'm worthy of being in a place that also has this amazing healthcare and that treats me as a wonderful person mm. because it does exist. That is not the only place that gives unbelievable healthcare. There are more than, there are more places that have unbelievable healthcare. Well, it's not just that the health, um, it's the fact that this is something that we have to think about. This is something that factors into our decision making. Yeah, no, that's what, Like fair. all of our, uh, at any given point in our life, we're always thinking about like, how are we going to take care of ourselves? You know? And that is, like it or not, like that's the deal. 
those are the cards that, that were dealt. Um, and I just think that it's interesting for, I think it just really speaks also to like the, for lack of a better term, the balls that we have to have to pursue this role and to take this on, like to take this on because, uh, yeah, this is a big fucking risk. Like, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to say this is not to take it, but I just, I'm just saying that like it is, you have to be, um, a little bit head like headstrong in a in a good way mm-hmm. um, to really believe in yourself because like f- so there are situations where I do kind of feel like your life is on the line like physically your life is on the line um, and I just first of all it makes me really angry yeah <laughs> and I really hope that we have medical f- Medicare for all in a year we'll see how that uh, how that goes but uh, in the meantime um, uh, I just think that it's you know, I wonder, I wonder what the healthcare system was like in the early '90s, and I wonder if this was something that people also had to think about. Um, you know, 25 years ago, 26 years ago. You know, um, yeah. No, absolutely. What I have to say about that? Absolutely. No, I think, and I just want to also say, I think what you said is a beautiful opportunity to dive into. I'm, I'm not saying what I'm saying in the sense of like it's just easy. It just is. Ye are God, so you just decide. Oh, totally. It is absolutely a rotation. It is. It is not easy. And you know, Becky, you brought up like you brought up something really great and very valuable. Just in the sense of like my own self, right? I have IBS, and even though I love telling people about it, and it's like when I say I have IBS, it's like telling people I just lost ten pounds when I really just gained ten pounds because I have IBS. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just because I was I was so lost for so long and it makes me feel it just I it's part of my life it's just what it's what's going on for me and I want people to know yeah um but considering that I am definitely in a space where I do still live in like a scarcity mindset of you know of my health of where I'm at um you know and I was just I was saying this to you before we started recording but you know I was just in a yoga class last weekend and um it was just it was so powerful for me because um you know with having IBS and uh, chronic stress and what I've been through I've learned that my body is tired my body is sad but not only that my body is scared yeah and um you know so health care is really important for me making sure that I treat it right and wonderfully and um and I'm really there for for myself and that means showing up to my naturopath and finding alternative methods because seeing mainstream doctors didn't work they told me I had phantom results or phantom symptoms and Mm -hmm. that you know is in my mind or there's nothing wrong with your liver or there's no reason why you're carrying water retention Uh, it's not water you know like invalidating me yeah um so health I mean so that is something that I do think about it's you know having having that stability and that is and so me speaking to this is me speaking to the space of I am in this journey too uh you know I I actually had a clarity session um with a with a potential client a couple weeks ago and it was so interesting because he kept saying to me you just really seem like you've got it together and I, I think, you know, most people would think like, oh, that's a really high compliment. But for me, it just didn't feel authentic. Like, I think that he felt that way, but it didn't seem like something that could be really assigned to me. And not that to say that I'm not worthy, that I'm not enough, that I'm not these things. But 
I'm still on my own journey and I don't know anyone that has it together. There can be the perception 100% that they have it together, but that doesn't mean nobody's do 100% have it there ever. I have IBS. I do not have it together, right? It's, that's that's like a thing right there. I think that's also it too. I think that's also why I like telling people I have IBS because it's like, hey, I'm this gr- I'm this person with this personality, but I don't have things together, and isn't it fabulous? <laughs> I, you know, that's that's what I'm really saying. Yeah, and it's I think it's great, you know. So, so my in so my again just to clarify my point in saying all this is that I know that I'm saying like just believe. Mm-hmm. but I know it's not that simple. I am in the same space that you are and it's, it's a journey and you have to work on that belief. And it is true that when you decide it is that it, that that's what it is because that's what your life is. And that's what your perception is at. Also, but it's a journey. Um, sorry to just, no, please, you. Please. Uh, just to add on, like if you are in this creative field or like you are uh, like pursuing what you want in this life and you're an American and you have marketplace health insurance like I do, um, just like pat yourself on the back. This shit is hard and it's scary. And like, like take the time to be like, I'm doing it. It's scary, but I'm doing it. And that's awesome. And you're awesome. And I'm awesome. Absolutely. (laughs) We're all awesome. (laughs) We're all beautiful and we're all awesome. And that's why we deserve. And keep going and don't give up. Yes. Follow your fucking dreams. Because they're going to follow you regardless, no matter what, like, what path you choose. If you, even if you choose a safe path, you're always, 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 always going to want what you want. And. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Don't deny yourself. Like, truly don't deny yourself. Because it's going to, it's just going to stay in your head then. Mm-hmm. Like, just do the fucking thing. Even if you, like. I don't know. Even if you think that you're never going to make a dime off of it, you're going to have fun doing it and it's going to feel really good. So yeah, just keep doing it. Anyways, we'll get back to this chapter. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's more things I want to talk about this, but I think this really ties in well to, um, you know, as far as luxury, right? I think now yeah. is the time to go into yeah, luxury. Yeah, let's talk about luxury. Um, we kind of just covered luxury. I feel like yeah. we did. And it's, again, like being aligned with you. What's really important that came through this is, um, you know, well she, well, she specifically says, it is critical that we pamper ourselves for the sense of abundance it brings us. We want to feel abundant. We want to be taken care of. And when you sacrifice your well-being because you want to accomplish your goals, then you're not co-creating. You are just festering in a space that is not fruitful. You you have to be aligned in your work and you need to take care of yourself, you know? So, um, yeah, I think, you know, she also went into a space of, um, she said, all too often we become blocked and blame it on our lack of money. This is never an authentic block. The actual block is our feeling of constriction, our sense of powerlessness. Art requires us to empower ourselves with choice. At the most basic level, this means choosing to do self-care. Yep. I underlined that. At the most basic level, self-care. Yeah. And that can come in whatever form. Um, And she also, yeah, like time for yourself. I was thinking about that. Like it can be really hard to just set aside time, like alone time. For yourself. Oh yeah, this made it very clear to me. Like, like I knew that's we were doing the artist is. dates, but this like made it very clear. Like this is why we do artist dates. Yeah, so you th- that you can have alone time. Yeah, and 
Yeah, I I felt that, you know, I was into that. Mm-hmm. I second that. You second that, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and so, it, like, it really brought me, she was talking about some examples, and it really brought me to my space of, um, you know, when I was at Cornish. And at this time, I was there for two and a half years. And, um, you know, even though I grew a lot in a creative and artistic sense, um, you know, this was something that I had to, I was so invested in. It was my entire life. And then I was also trying to work as much as I possibly could. There was, you know, financial, you know, straits that I went through. It was, it was really difficult. And my relationship suffered. If you did not go to school with me, we didn't talk. Mm. It just didn't happen. I never called my parents. Not that, like, we chat that much now. (laughs) But, you know, I just, like, I never called my parents. I hardly ever saw anyone. I was just so busy. I was so overwhelmed. Um, I would try to go to the farm. You know, I I have a family. The family farm is is not too far away from here, so I try to go up there um, when I could. And I was just in a different – I was in a totally different space. And I just never was able to give myself what I needed. So I was growing, but my symptoms for my IBS got worse, which is why I eventually learned that I had IBS. And, um, you know, self-care, it's just, it's, you know, people say like self-care. And I don't think that I, at that time, understood what self-care was. I think it was like brush your teeth and wash your face and give yourself moments when you need to. But it's so much more than that. You can give yourself a moment, but was that moment high quality or was it low quality? What did you get out of that moment? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, yeah, give like yourself a moment. Like, I, for me, sometimes when I read stuff like self-care, sometimes I think that self-care can, is very boring. Like, I feel like I, it's, I don't know, one part of me think it's just like this huge marketing thing. And now everybody's into self-care. I think that is, it yeah. It absolutely is. Um, and it's, it's, I feel like a little bit, Some sometimes I feel so saturated with, like, self-care that I feel like I don't know, like, I don't even know what I'm hearing. Like, it just becomes, like, meaningless a little bit. Mm. So, like, what do you mean by, like, give yourself a moment? Like, what, like, legit, what does that look like? Yeah, like, okay, so for instance, if I gave myself a moment by saying I'm going to take a bath instead oh, of a shower. Oh, that's giving yourself a moment? And, like, you know, maybe it's, like, 20, 20 minutes or whatever. Um, you know, if I were to do that to be, like, to take care of myself, I don't like baths. I don't like them. Then so why are you doing that? Because someone else is doing a bath, and I was told that it would make me feel better oh, if I did that self care. Don't do. I know, but people do that. That's what I I'm know. saying. Though. That's, that's what I'm saying. This is why I don't 100 like that. I agree with everything that self care actually is. Yeah. The marketed self care. I'm like, I don't want to just buy fucking candles. Like I, it just feels like buy this, buy this thing. You know what? Earlier this year, I bought a fucking rose quartz jade roller. And I, or not Jade, a rose quartz, like, face roller. You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, God, it felt like I just saw them on Instagram enough that I finally just bought one. Because everybody said it's self-care. And I just, I, w- I was like, fuck, marketing works. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just felt like I did something that, like, wasn't necessarily for me, that yeah. I felt like I was just saturated that's with. What I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yes, when I exactly. Say, Give like, somebody moment, else, yeah. like, told, like, said, you would, you'll love a bath. And you're like, I hate this. I don't like baths. I'm stewing in my own filth. Um, even though I love baths. 
So if yeah. giving yourself a moment, um, if that's watching an episode of The Office. Yeah. If that if watching The Office, if you think like that's stupid, you know, if it doesn't make you feel amazing and you just watch like 20 plus minutes of it, then don't watch The Office. If it makes you feel good, if it makes you feel high vibe, if you're excited to do it and it gives you a moment to breathe. Then watch The Office. Yeah. But also, if you watch The Office and you're going to start going on to a marathon when you need to get work done and that work done is going to make you feel better than watching The Office, then don't watch The Office as your moment. That's then low quality. You know, um, read, journal, eat something, listen to a podcast, um, you know. Cook a meal. Cook, cook a, a meal. meal. Yeah. You know, whatever. You know, you're hungry, so you take a break and you cook a meal and it just makes you feel good because – you're eating something really yummy and you're not watching anything. You're just eating the moment, right? You're having that moment. And then you take a breath. Maybe you take a few minutes. Maybe, you know, you're sitting on the back of your chair after you eat and you're just thinking about how delicious that was. And you close your eyes and you just breathe and everything feels calmer. Listeners, Brittany's <laughs> Brittany Marie's closing her eyes. And she's leaned all the way back. I'm doing the thing. I already, I already feel better saying it. And she looks like time. she feels better. She looks like I she's do. like about to be massaged. <laughs> Being massaged by my own self care. Um, and yeah. then you have that space, and you're like, oh wow, I feel good. Yeah, I really do. I want to. I want to sew those bags, or I want to. I want to get back into my schoolwork, or um, I want to get back into that painting. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever it is. You know, they say about tobacco for, like, cigarettes, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, smoking is not (laughs) self-care. I I don't care if you, like, do it because you need to, because you need the nicotine or whatever. Like, you're going to explode. It's not self-care. It's it's whatever. But the science behind it, what they've looked at is, is that um, what people are more so addicted to is not the nicotine. It's It's not the the holding the cigarette. It's watching it, the smoke blow out of your mouth. It's It's the inhale and it's the exhale. exhale. Yeah. It's the experience of watching you have the experience. Yeah. It's the inhale and the exhale. exhale. If you just take moments to inhale and exhale, That's one. That's just one. That's a cigarette. That's a puff of a cigarette right there. I already feel better. I already feel better. Give yourself yourself high quality moments. Smoke cigarettes. No. Smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. JK, don't smoke cigarettes. It makes your hair and your clothes smell and it'll kill you. Um, But if nothing else, it makes your clothes smell disgusting. Yeah, it does. It really does. It's a real bummer. Um, if cigarettes smelled great, I think I would just smoke all of the time. I was a huge smoker. Don't they have those little time. like hookah things? Vapors. Who wants to who? Vapors. You want to just get a vapor? Vapors. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Is that what they're called? <laughs> you mean e-cigarettes? No, vapors. They're like the. You mean boys vapes? Have them. Oh, why isn't it called vapors? Oh, God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is another example of Brittany Marie just, like, calling it. What about vapors? Hawkeye. Nikon. Yeah. Fuck it. They're vapors. Um, yeah. Uh, that's, sh- I'm, I don't know, because I don't know what's in that shit. 
I don't know what that's it. Well, like, like what you're inhaling. Like chemical, like you're chemical. inhaling. I know that you're inhaling chemicals when you like smoke a cigarette, but like you're for real. Ha- like there's I I just I think that will kill you f- quicker than cigarettes. I, I don't just, know. I don't. Trust I feel that like shit. it's the same as like putting liquid enhancer into your water. Like but you're same. smoking it. You're it's on fire and you're it's going down your lungs. That's why I'm like I don't know if that's better. It's not on fire. It's a little machine. Yeah. Where you inhale vape, vape, like you, you vape. Yeah. It's I mean, not, I've never done it. It's going into your lungs. Yeah, it's I've still, never. That shit is still going into your lungs. I know that like smoking is also bad. You shouldn't do either of these things is what I'm saying. Chew gum. If you're trying to quit smoking, that's what helped me. Um, just buy a lot of gum and yeah. chew, 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 chew until your jaw feels like it's going to fall off. But, you know, then it doesn't. Right uh, listeners, if you Anywho. if you feel strongly about vape slash vapors, um, let us know. <laughs> Correct us if we need to be corrected. I do I do want to go over this one thing that she there's there's a couple of things that I want to talk about, but maybe we'll just put that in the blog. So yeah, read the blog. Um, but there was one line that I was really into. Okay. And it was towards the end. Okay. Um, oh, I just realized it's on page one 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 a hundred eleven. Crazy. There. I'm right there. So it is blocked creatives are often the Cinderella's of the world. <laughs> and I was like, that's cheesy oh. and adorable. And cheesy. I love it. I love it. I know, but they are, though. Like, think about it. We are a slave to what makes us stable. And that is that is the evil stepmother and the evil stepsisters. And we're not really servicing ourselves. We know we want to be with the prince. The prince, the prince is our is our em- emerald city. But how do we get to the prince? How do we do that? By co-creating and showing up for ourselves and telling ourselves that we are worthy. I don't know about this analogy. <laughs> I don't know because I'm just thinking about the legit plot of Cinderella. <laughs> I'm really tied up in that. I'm thinking in a non-linear sense. I'm, th- I'm thinking about it in a non-linear sense. I'm very into a non-linear perspective right now. One, because I've been watching, um, uh, what's it called? Watchmen. <laughs> I've been watching. <laughs> you looked at me like, I've been watching, what is it that I've been watching? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I've been watching the Watchmen and I've been reading the, the Watchmen comic um, or like the whole thing. And uh, for me lately, something that's come up, and I told you about this earlier, Becky, and that's um, for What's me that? and my work. <laughs> for me and my work, um, my goals and my aspirations mm. in a non-linear time frame. I'm in s- I am simultaneously already there and in progress of making it happen. There is, in this time frame, in this non-linear perspective, there is no question of whether or not this will be. It is already been it is all it already be it already be it already is it's just and it gives me such strength to look at co-creation to show up and it makes me feel liberated it makes me feel secure there is no more questioning of it there is no more validating of needing it to be like is this going to be happening mm. it just it is and i'm currently working on making that happen all right that's great. So I think I'm looking at this as like Cinderella as like a non-linear, like what are the elements of, of Cinderella? And I'm not thinking about the story. I'm thinking about how she was legit enslaved and a prince freed her. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, know. <laughs> yeah, that's not so great. And then what does, she, what does she do when she's a slave and then she gets into? Yeah, I know. There's yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> okay, whatever. Fine. Um, did you do? Did you, so? She does like she has a section going over counting and exercise. Did you do that? Yeah, the um, money madness. I spent seven hundred thirty-four dollars and seventy-eight cents. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Counting and exercise. Counting and exercise. Oh, for the next week, you will be discovering how you spend. Oh, um. Oh, you didn't do that. Oh no, because I have an app for that. I just have my bank app. I didn't count. I just tally up how much I spent. Yeah. I can look at it right now and tell well, you. I did the exercise because we had talked about before how I wasn't doing all the exercises and you were like, you should just do them. And so I was like, okay, this I'll one do I did this. Not, this one, this exercise I skipped. I'm going to throw I my book like, at you. Well, come on, man. This was written in 1991 where people actually had to keep track of their like expenses this way. And now I just have my little bank app. And I can just look at, because I don't really use cash, I can just look at my bank statement and see what has been deducted over the last week. Well, that's what I did, too. Okay, but... I but can look this up right now. But Okay, so you. let me just tell you the ways that I d provided luxury for myself. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I paid for parking okay. a couple times. Okay. Um, I made a big purchase on Amazon okay. where I bought a bunch of little things that I needed and I'm not holding back on because I just wasn't doing it. Gotcha. Um, I bought a $50 journal. That's an expensive journal. It is. I forgot it to bring journals. I have journals for you. Oh, yeah. So just over the last week, what have I spent? Yeah. And then also I spent, uh, I paid, well, well, for me, I did the last two weeks. But, um, you know, $300 for my life coaching. That is a luxury. And I fucking love it. Um, I just joined a collective. That was $50. I love it. Gotcha. Uh, I went out to dinner with Julie, my friend Julie. Uh, that was $14.61. Bitch, that's right. That's what happens when you have IBS and you go on an elimination diet. You can't eat shit, so your meals are super fucking cheap. Yeah. Um, I bought pizza last night, $46.59. Okay. Uh, there's a few other things. Oh, I paid I, I paid uh, for a dog collar by my friend Ari Farley. You guys, actually, I'm going to plug that right now. Um, Ari Farley, you can look her up on, on Instagram. She Or just look up her name and you'll find her website. She makes the most adorable uh, pet collars where it says good boy, good girl. And they're little things that you attach their their collars. And it is so cute. $15.00. For for the for the tag and for shipping, it's she's amazing. It's it's so cute. You'll love it. Again, Ari Farley, um, A R I F A R L E Y. I just realized I can put that in the show notes. I'm so doing that, bitch. I love her. I love her. Ari, you're a queen. I'm gonna look at my list. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I went too long. But no, you go it's ahead. good. Uh, let's. I did some. Let's see, some Ubers. Uh, I went to my company holiday party last week, and I spent eighteen dollars on this fucking Uber. I was kind of pissed that it was eighteen dollars one way. Oh, one way. One way. Uh, yeah, there was like crazy traffic. I was like, and it was raining. I was like, fuck, damn it! I'm yeah. just gonna eat this eighteen bucks just to get to a fucking company holiday party. But whatever. 
And then I went out, took Andy out to dinner for his birthday. That was like over a hundred bucks. Um, nice. You guys celebrated. Yeah, we really did. I took him to this nice Japanese Bound restaurant. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I paid for, let's see, some like Orca card stuff. So that's public transportation. Oh, I need to do that. I paid my phone bill. That's 85 bucks. That I paid my student loans. It's $145. Look at you. I paid my one of my credit cards. It's 100 bucks. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I bought a purse, but I'll, yeah, that'll you be did. reimbursed for. Yeah, for you did. Like $100. Bam. Yeah, and I also bought some beer, and that was like 13 bucks. A lot of little charges. A lot of little charges and big charges were like bill paying, and another the big charge was like Andy's birthday. I think overall I, I spent hundreds of dollars. Yes. Yes, okay, you spent hundreds of dollars, but you know what I heard from that list? Is you taking care of yourself. You taking care of yourself. Yeah. You having a good time. Yeah. You doing the things. Yeah. I don't hear like, oh, um, I could only spend $80 on groceries. and um, Some, That's no judgment to people that have to live I'm like that, though. I'm not judging you. I'm not judging anyone who has to live like that. I'm just saying I didn't hear that from you, which makes me feel like you were living an abundant lifestyle. I think it, it feels pretty you, nice. It feels luxurious. I was not judging anyone who's in that mindset. I I am in that space sometimes. It happens. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it just is what it is. We this is the economy we live in. People keep saying the economy is better, and I'm like, is it? It definitely is. Are you kidding me? I know it is. It 100 percent is. Do you remember? Were you applying for jobs in 2008? Because I was, and that shit was rough. Because there were no jobs, no jobs. Okay, I wasn't applying in 2008. Yeah. It was I was still in high school. I was in... I had just entered high school. I uh, was my... Fr- it was my first year of college, and I was, like, applying for jobs, and there were none. I was... There was a point where I was, like, unemployed for, like, seven months straight because there were no jobs. Mm. No jobs. I, yeah, I remember about, like, yeah, a little over... A little over ten years ago, 2009, I was, like, straight up unemployed for a long... For, like, most of that year. I mean, I was young, and I was in college, so I could... You know, I guess I just know a lot of people who are struggling financially. And so for me, I'm just like, how can that mean the economy is that much better if we are still in the space where everyone is struggling so hardcore? The economy is way better because $15 minimum wage exists. That was nowhere near a conversation in 2008. But Trump didn't do that. I know, but I'm just, I'm not crediting Trump. I'm just saying the economy is better. Every time I hear the economy is better, I hear Trump made the economy better. No, he fucking didn't. That Obama is all, did. That is all over the. That is all over the papers. That is what he is spinning. That what is what papers? Fox News is the spinning. Fucking, yeah, Fox News. I had News a conversation like with my grandmother. She's like, "Don't you think the economy is better?" And I'm the like, "I don't know." Has been better. I don't know what you're talking about because I still see people struggling hardcore. Sure, there's opportunities. I'm not saying that there's not. I'm not saying that there there. I'm not saying it's not like better, but I just feel like people are saying that it is like glorious and amazing and that's what i'm hearing people say better they're like shouldn't that be enough for you shouldn't it be enough that the economy is better and that's why trump is okay to be president that's what people are saying to me that's fun well they're fucking crazy like they are at it like i don't know what to tell them but like it wasn't trump that did that i know that you know i know that like truly i know that. like he's taking credit for obama's hard work like, the reason that the economy is better is not because of him. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know. But the economy, trust me, is is better. Yeah. Than what it was ten years ago. For wow, sure. counting an exercise. Anyways, what a nice an little <laughs> <laughs> exercise that was that brought up that conversation. Um, did you do money madness and exercise? Look at my look at my book, bitch. Look my at book. my book. Do you see this? Do you I see it? I filled yeah. it out. I filled mine out in my little journal. Yeah, I just I just decided to do it. <laughs> <coughs> I was surprised by some of my answers. I was trying to be really like intuitive and just like go with it. Me too, but I think I was I just surprised really by my answers. <sighs> Mine is just like I, th- I was like I think I'm money obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can you think you're money obsessed when you when all the questions are money based? Listeners, we're fair. talking about this exercise in the book called Money Madness and Exercise. All oh right, it's we didn't one describe through it. Twenty, and it's set. You fill in the blank, and it's supposed to be kind of like stream of consciousness. So the first one, for example, is people with money are, and then you fill in the blank. What'd and you then say? People with money. Are, I said people with money are a lucky slash privileged. <laughs> I said people with money are elite. Elite. Yeah. What did you say for number two? Money makes people opportunities and experiences i said still lucky slash privileged (laughs) (laughs) uh let's let's do them number three i'd have more money if i was together if i could pay off my debts Ooh. Mm -hmm. uh number four my dad thought money was a game helpful (laughs) number five my mom always thought money would be her savior change her life oh my gosh you know those two questions really tell you the relationship between men and women and how, what money does for them um, I think, or how maybe that's what it brought for money. you but for me okay, it brought so. like my experience growing up looking at money and yeah. how both of those things are how i look at money today same my dad was very fearful and so was my mom they she they always kind of like told my brother and i that w- we were poor and but look, now that I've grown up, I was like, we weren't poor. You just thought we were poor. We weren't actually poor. Right. Like, we shopped at thrift stores, like, in, but, like. That's cool. That's super hip. I know. Yeah. In the 90s, I felt like it wasn't. You know what I mean? But, like, I liked it. And, like, but I was like, we still went on family vacation every year. And people who are poor can't go on vacation. Yeah. You know? You know, they're like, ah, you know, we're really struggling. And I'm sure that they were, but I was like, I don't think we're actually, <laughs> like, we live in a nice neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, all right. So number six, in my family, money caused scarcity, tension, and fear. Yeah. Uh, number seven, money equals abundance, energy, health, and happiness. Um, number eight, if I had money, I'd be safe pay off my debts yep number nine if i could afford it i'd be abundant i'd live everywhere um number 10 if i had some money i'd feel relieved i said i'd pay off my debt (laughs) (laughs) um number 11 i'm afraid that if i had money i would waste my life i said be happier question mark (laughs) like i don't think i'm afraid of money um number 12 money is energy for my dreams to come true the end all be all in the u.s um number three money causes energy flow or energy flow either negative or positive i said happiness (laughs) so i was like yeah yeah um number four having money is not elite is not bad (laughs) 
I feel like we're saying a lot of similar answers. Yeah. This is crazy. We are. Um, number 15, in order to have more money, I'd need to co-create. I said get a better paying job, but I think I was thinking shorthand. But this is my stream of consciousness, and it was a way for me to check in with myself. So yeah. that's good. Number 16, when I have money, I usually hold on tight. Try to save it. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Well, you try to save it. But what I no- usually do is I hold on tight, and then I spontaneously let it go. Huh. Again, going back to my parents. My dad is a penny pincher. He's a doctor, mm. and he's a penny pincher. And my mom is just always like, experience this. Let's do things. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, number 17. I think money is a part of ancestral healing. That's great. I just said is great. <laughs> <laughs> number 18. If I weren't so cheap, I'd have less things and more high quality in my life. Ooh. Ooh. Great. I'd say go out to eat more. Um, nice. I love going to an, oh, a nice, man. you know, a nice, nice, nice meal. Treat yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number 19, people think money is an, uh, is a notorious journey. Isn't to be, sc- to be discussed openly. Ooh. And I think that that's true. I stand by that. You destroyed that for me. <laughs> yes. And I'm very grateful that money should be talked about openly. Yeah. Um, number 20, being broke tells me. I'm not in flow. That I need money. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really surprised at how similar our answers were. I'm really glad that we went through that. Me too. That was fun. Yeah, it was. Um, Um, I have some notes on our check-in. Yeah, do it. Okay. I just had weird deja vu, but go on. Did you really? I have it all the time. All the time. But then I I always at the end of it say, like you did, I have deja vu. In my deja vu, I say... I had just had deja vu. Yes. And then. It's like a, yeah. And you have to do lady it. The Land O'Lakes lady looking at the Land O'Lakes lady. You um, have to do it. Yeah. Um, okay. How, well, okay. So <laughs> how many days this week did you do your morning pages? Like three. Okay. That makes me feel really good. Really? Because out of the two weeks that we had, I think I maybe did it four times. Okay. I, I kept carrying my journals with me. Yeah, like D- you I know, didn't do it that much, and I just I didn't I didn't really do them. I know. Though I do feel like I'm glad that you asked me that to remind <laughs> me to fucking do them. Do the pages. Let me tell you though, I feel like even though I don't do them, I do want. We made a commitment. I want to do it every day. Yeah. Um, but I will say that even just like with this journey of like being within this for six weeks, or really like for us twelve weeks, um. It's really amazing the quality of the journaling that I'm getting done. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm really cutting to the chase when I start journaling now. Or it's just like, I don't know, it's a, like a moment where I'm like, I have 10 th- to 30 things in my brain and I need all of that to come out so that it's just not just like sitting with me all day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what did you do for your artist date this week? I didn't do an artist date this week. I was sick pretty much all day on Saturday, and I almost didn't make it to the holiday party. Oh. I like, I had. Here's to you know. Here's to what what you should expect in your thirties. I had two, no, three beers, um, that were eight percent, which is high, and I, I ate like I had food in me, but I was really hungover for the entire next day. I was oh. like, what the fuck? 
three fucking beers. Yeah. And I'm down, like super down. So I just like laid, I was planning on being, you know, up and about throughout the day, but I like stayed in bed until like 5 p.m. It was not good. Oh, wow. I know. So I did not have an artist date. I was just very, my artist date was me being hungover. Well, yeah, I think that's, I think that's fine though, because like you were taking care of yourself in that yeah, space i had to yeah. yeah yeah i think that's fine um for me uh something and i think this is why i could not remember what my artist day was i was like i know that i did an artist day and i still couldn't tell you what that was but i figured out in writing down what i did this week um the reason why i've gotten to this space and i think it's good and i think it's also bad mm. um i have just naturally gotten to a point where i don't even think about doing an artist date i just do like alone time that is wonderful. It is wonderful, but it doesn't. But when I did when before when I was intentional about my artist dates, mm-hmm. it felt well. If one, it felt, it felt intentional, like, yeah. and it felt more powerful. Um, you know, I made a list. I did a lot actually. I had a lot of artist dates within these last two weeks. Wow, that's great. Well, if you count the things that I count, and I do. Um, so one, I did some JC Penny shopping. <laughs> it came here, so I did like the shopping on my computer, uh-huh. which was really fun. And then the clothes got here and I tried them on and I was playing around with them and that felt really fun. It felt fun to do um, like an assignment that I would give someone Mm -hmm. and like a playing around and approaching and updating my underwear. Yeah, I was really into it. That's great. I went to some coffee shops to get work done. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to yoga. I know I'm in the class with other people, but it felt like I was doing this for myself. Yeah. Um, I was, oh, like I would, uh, I would, I arrived early to a couple of things, like picking up Brian one time and then hunt out on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Like instead of just working at home, I like brought a book or something for me to engage in, even if it was just 15 minutes, mm-hmm. some alone time for me before we go and do whatever. Yeah. That's nice. Cooking one night. I was like cooking for three plus hours and it was a very simple meal, but I also like baked, I baked some, a dessert. So that was fun. That's, this is amazing. You're so productive. God, you're really motivating me and inspiring <laughs> me right now. I'm really productive for like personal time. Like personal wise, I yeah, I, I get yeah. I get way more done personal wise. And then watching The Office. Just yeah. like I'm just like I just want to watch The Office. And I was like I feel like that's an artist date because it makes me feel inspired, it makes me feel good. Um yeah. But it doesn't feel as powerful as as me saying like this is my artist date. This is what I'm walking into. Though I will say I did enjoy these experiences and it was good to have that alone time with myself. Mm. So uh, good and mm, bad. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Brittany Marie is just crushing it. Crushing she it. She is just radiant and just <gasps> going to yoga and making big ass meals oh my and gosh. having you, a great time. Do you see my time. skin right now? I'm not wearing any makeup. Me neither. But not, your skin looks Your skin very good. looks really good. Your skin looks really good. No, it no. It does. No, it don't. Yes, it does. But you actually, you have you really good lie. complexion. You have excellent oh, complexion. Jeez Louise. No, I'm serious. You do. But t- you were about to say something. Well, just that my complexion, because I did not realize that foods that I thought was good for me turns out not to be good for me. Mm. And my complexion was not great. And now I'm at a space where like, oh my gosh. I, it almost, like I still have like, you know, I still have like spots, but it's not red. It's not intense. Mm. Mm. It's not something you can really see. It just looks like whatever and i feel really good about it it makes me feel confident (sighs) that's just that's just so great i know that's wonderful it is you look good you look great thank you and you're reminding me to get back into yoga because my back really hurts and i can bring a friend to classes 
I don't know how many. I don't know how many. We'll times talk about I could this later. We'll oh, talk yeah, about right. this later because I, I could really get into that because I was going to tell you, but we'll t- we'll talk about this Ooh, later. Ooh, okay. We'll talk about yoga later. Um, she has some other questions, but the other one that I want to talk about, or we can, were there any any issues that came up for you this week that was significant in your recovery? Yes. Um, there. We talked about this off off mic. <laughs> gonna say off camera uh we talked about this but i kind of i had a when i received a check-in with my current employer about whether how long it was going to take me to get me off of the staffing agency and onto their company full-time um it's still just i am starting to feel like i'm being strung along a little bit even though their hands are tied and it made me actually like really down i was like kind of I was a little bit blue um early on in the week just because I thought that I that this was going to be a sure thing because they told me it was going to be a sure thing mm-hmm. and now that time has gone on has gone on it's really opened my eyes into realizing that I'm going to have to apply for jobs again and that made me sad because I hate going through that whole experience applying for jobs is just like I just hate doing the cover letter and fake Ugh. it till you make it and all that shit and did you know that most of the time they don't read the cover letter oh I know but you still have to send it in I know I don't understand that I don't get it either I don't fucking get it but you know you have to do that whole song and dance and it just made me sad to have to like do that again even though it's going to be you know a It'll probably lead to something even even better, um, but yeah, it really messed with like me. It really messed with me. I just yeah. I just did not feel in tune. I didn't feel centered. I felt really off kilter, and like I d- wasn't sleeping well. Like every single day, I mornings are a struggle for me, and I'm really trying to just like wake up, like get out of bed when my alarm actually goes off. And one day this week, I slept through my alarm. And woke up half an hour before I was supposed to be at work. And it was, like, you know, the most stressful, like, 30 minutes. I made it to work only, like, 10 minutes late. But you know what I mean? It was just, like, I had to, like, I showered and then I called an Uber as I was getting dressed. Like, it was terrible. I hate 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 that. Because then it just stays with you the whole day. No makeup all day, which makes you feel really weird. For me, it makes me feel just, like, I don't know, incomplete. And I know I'm, like, thinking about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, like, I, I just felt, like, kind of frazzled. And, like, I couldn't really digest this chapter the way that I normally would um, under those circumstances. But what about you? How was your – you seem like you had the opposite. Like, you have just been crushing it and you have been vibrant. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think – yeah, no, for me, it's just been a, a lot of, like, eye-openingness in the sense of I just am really punishing myself. I have been punishing myself for a while and putting um, – you know, I felt like, you know, walking into this new space of, um, you know, of being able to work full-time for myself, you know, is that really aligning with me? Is that really right for me right now? And I really wanted it, but – I don't know if that's like healthy and also I don't know if that's putting the right flow on myself because now I'm, I'm facing a whole, d- we talked about this earlier, but I'm facing now a whole day where I'm not totally showing up because mm-hmm. or like I spend more time watching the office or whatever it is, or I'm doing all this personal time because I have a whole day to get work done and then I work on whatever and then it's like three o'clock and I'm like, well, 
well, if the day's gone, like, do I need to do it? I, I don't know. And then maybe I get like an hour or two in and then that's it. Mm. And there is, it's really hard. And I didn't allow myself to say it's hard. I was saying like, who are you not to be showing up? That's what I was telling myself when really it is, it's difficult to wake up when you, because before I had small pockets in my day. I was like, I know what this pocket is for. This is for my morning routine. And I know what this pocket is for. And that's for getting work done for myself. Mm. And now I'm in a place where it's just the whole entire day. How do you feel? Like, how do you fill up that day? You can take breaks when you want to. It's just like that balance and getting into that flow. And so I'm just allowing myself to be like, it's okay. It's all good. It's fine. I have a tip, actually. Yes. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Make a to-do list for yourself every day and give yourself time constraints. Like 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., I'm going to do this. 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., I'm going to do this. 12 p.m. to 1 1 p.m., break. 1 p.m. to, like, that's kind of how I organize my day always. Mm -hmm. Like, I I give myself, like, time constraints so that it can be as efficient as possible. Um, Especially when I need, when I have to get a lot done in a day. But I think that that could... Having, like, that kind of structure might be able, might make you feel a little bit more tied to your work, you know? I have, I I will say I have done that before several times, and it just, like, I just look at the list and I'm just, like, whatever. But (laughs) I was, (laughs) but I was thinking about actually putting it in my calendar, because I've been very tied into my calendar lately, and I'll put in, like, yoga classes, and sometimes I just won't go, or most of the time I won't go, and I'll just end up going, like, once a week or whatever it is. Um, but, uh, anywho, um, you know, but, like, I've been put it very in much. Phone. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, put it I in put my, my calendar. I put my bedtime in my phone. Do you really? Oh, yeah. I have a little, like, reminder every day that's, like, all right, time to get ready for bed, because sometimes I just stay up late for no fucking reason and then I'm exhausted <laughs> the next day. Yeah. And sometimes I stay up late anyways, but it's helpful when I'm like cooking or doing something. I'm like, oh, okay. In an hour, I should be in bed. Mm-hmm. I should start winding down, stop looking at screens and go to bed. You know? Yeah. But yeah, try putting it in your phone. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's yeah. a good idea. But, but anyways. I, f- I feel for you. Yeah. I do feel for that like, it is so I do I do think that it's a lot harder to organize your day when it in the moment when you have um when you don't have like a set structure in your day and you can your time is your time. Yeah, the structure. It's so much harder yeah. to get in the groove because you're not like, okay, I have, you know, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. where I can get this stuff done. This is the pocket of my day where I can accomplish what I want to accomplish. And it just feels a little bit more like there's a fire under your ass. Like, for you to really hop to it and do your best creative work as opposed to, like, you have endless time. You're like, well, now what? Is anybody looking? Does anybody give a shit? Yes. Yeah. 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 But also, so, like, again, I'm working on. It's like a blessing and a curse, I think. It is. It's a blessing and a curse. And it's something I'm growing through. And it's really been helping me. And I I talked about this earlier in the podcast, but how you, how I now think about things in a nonlinear time frame and Mm -hmm. nonlinear perspective. It has been such a gift. It just makes me feel so much better. I am really working on not punishing myself anymore of just having like a good time of like, for instance, you know, because I'm on my elimination diet, I feel bad if I eat something that's like high carb Mm. and I should be really balancing out my foods. And I would do this like even before then, like all the time, like, oh, well, I had a donut. So 
um, gosh, I feel really bad and I shouldn't have eaten that donut. I ate that donut because I wanted, this is something I talked about with my life coach, <laughs> but um, I had that donut because I wanted that donut because it's fun and so I should let the experience be fun. I shouldn't be thinking afterwards, telling my body, oh no, I shouldn't have had that. That's going to turn to fat. I am such a fat slob or whatever it is. I mean, I don't say that so much anymore, but like think, like telling myself that was bad that I did that. Mm. Instead, I should be thinking, or I want to be thinking, oh, that was so much fun. I really enjoyed that taste, that moment. It was such a blast. And now later today, I can have like, I can have a good salad. I can have broccoli with my rice. I'm really on a rice game right now. Like, I, I can enjoy whatever I want to. And I really enjoyed that. Thank you. Yay. That's all I get to do. That's great. So, yeah, I'm working on not punishing myself, and it's great. Oh, before we close out this episode. Yes. Let's talk about 2020 goals. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I um, thought of some. Yeah. And I'll I wrote some down. Okay. I want to start off with mine. Okay. If you don't mind. No, not at all. Take it. Take it away. I have none. Okay. <laughs> I need to think about mine. Um, yeah, I don't. I want to go to Australia with Brian. Okay. We want to do that for a month. Um, my one of my goals. Yeah. <laughs> can I t- can I start us off? Yeah. And maybe it'll inspire you. Absolutely. Please okay. go. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go first. I don't have any. Give me a minute. <laughs> okay. So. I, these are just some, but are number one, drinking less. I think that I've been like drinking alcohol. Like I feel like I, every day I have like a beer and I, I don't think that's good. I want to practice. You don't look like you drink a beer every day. Thank you. Yeah. But I do drink a beer like when I'm cooking dinner or something and I feel like it, I don't know, calms me. Um, but I don't know if that's good to, I don't want that to be a habit. I don't want to feel like now it's time for beer. Like on a Tuesday, you know? So I'm going to, um, I'm going to aim to not drink during the week, only on the weekends, if at all. Okay. Um, fair. Keeping, uh, I'm going to keep a daily track of habits, um, of my habits, good and bad. Um, I found this like really cool calendar where, uh, you can list all of your habits, and it goes like through like one through however many days are there are in, the, in that month, and you can check off each day like which were the good ones, which were the bad ones that you did, and it's sort mm. of like a quick check-in. Um, I so like I'm, that. Yeah, I'm, I like that too. I hope it doesn't turn into me punishing myself, but we'll see. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, going to bed early. I feel like I stay up late for no reason. And it really messes me up. I love your notes, by um, the way. You're so good. Oh, Jean Louise. Um, waking up when my alarm goes off, uh, like getting out of bed, and like when my alarm actually goes off, not hitting snooze fifteen to thousand, uh, fifteen to thirty times. Um, oh, big one. I want to write, shoot, and edit a short film. <gasps> um, yes. Yeah, like a um, twenty-minute short. I don't know what constitutes a short. That's another thing. Be more knowledgeable about that about film in general i think think if you want to make a 20 minute film that's great okay great i'm gonna do that um i'm gonna take up rollerblading um excuse me not rollerblading roller skating Ooh. yeah i'm gonna buy some skates okay i did it i went to a roller rink like a while ago and i had so much fun even though i was so bad at it and i was like falling on kids and (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
full. Oh my god! I went during the children's hour because I thought that would be easier, but I just like fully leaned on like the shoulder tops of like a seven-year-old's and yeah. Anywho, um, but it was really fun. Even though it's really hard, you like really feel it for even after like thirty minutes, you like feel it in your thighs. It's a good exercise too. Um, uh, I want to start pitching to actual publications again. I mean, okay. I know that I write for Off Mag right now, but I used to actually pitch to like New York Times Daily Shouts and like I don't know Paste Magazine, like stuff like that, you know. And I feel like I kind of just stopped doing it. I I like I felt like. I don't know. I think I just had gotten like a like one too many rejections, and I felt like I was wasting my time, oh, okay. and so I just stopped. And yeah. I think that that's not good. And you gotta back, you gotta hop back on that wagon. Yeah, gotta get back in there. Um, I want to develop my skills in sound editing. Um, I think it's super fun, and I want to do that. Um, continue to do doing that. Um, I'm not gonna cut my hair off. That's a goal. Okay. I'm not gonna cut it all off. I I'm gonna let great. it grow. Yeah. That truly is a goal. Um, I'm going to get back into yoga. Yes. Because I was really into it um, when I was like 26-ish and 27, and then I kind of stopped. Um, and I'm going to get an apartment with Andy. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We're going to get a place, and it's going to be nice. And I'm very excited to live with him. It'll be good. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Two bedrooms, though. Two bedrooms. That's fair. Maybe minimum two bedrooms. Need that space. Yeah. Need that space. But, yeah. Okay, so what are your goals? Do you have any? Do you have any? (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like, I think I keep walking into the next year, and I'm like, I want to do these 20 different things, and they are really ambitious. I know. Me too. That's why I've turned them into small things, like, remember to brush your teeth at night. Go to bed early. <laughs> like yeah. things that you can really do. Like I think you can see yourself doing. I think this year I just, you know, I don't know. We'll see that, that journal that I got, that $50 journal, it'll help you like accomplish goals within the first six months of 2020. Cool. That's so cool. Um, I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I feel like I just kind of want to be in the space that I'm in, allow things to come up, allow myself to heal. So I think I guess that's my goal is I know that 2020 is going to be big and I just want to let myself be open to it, be open to opportunities and believe in myself. Mm. Um, yeah. And just keep, keep showing up the best way that I can. I really do feel like even though I'm not fully showing up right now that I am doing the best that I can. I, I really do. I just have this really wild feeling that 2020 is going to be a better year. I think everybody's entering the year a lot more hopeful because yeah. it is an election year and where everybody's really working their ass off to get Donald Trump out of there and have somebody else, literally anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take anyone at well, this point. Well, Anybody we'll talk else. about that later. But, Anywho, yeah. but like, I just feel, it really does feel like tied into like whatever you're pursuing. Unfor- for me, it feels like that is tied in for me. Like this election year is like, is very much related to the mental health of oh, yeah. America right now. Oh yeah. And I feel optimistic. Or anywhere, not just America, but like anywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, I think that the, I have good, I have a good feeling about this year. I remember like walking into 2016 and knowing like I I had a bad feeling. 
I had a feeling that this was going to be a shit hits the fan year. It just seemed like I don't. Do you remember 2016? I don't. I do. It I was don't. fucking horrible. It was horrible. I was at Cornish. I wasn't thinking about oh anything. I was God. just like in the space. You 2016 know, 2016 was a fucking nightmare year we started off the year david bowie died like immediately and then prince died and I, uh, my whole building was evicted out of their apartment out of the apartment building that's a whole other story but yeah everybody wow. had to move out in two weeks um i was like between jo- I, I did this internship i did a couple of internships where, and i was just paid like nothing And I was, like, the brokest I had ever been. And I ended up living in, like, Bushwick. And I was in the closet still. And figuring that out and going on dates with women who kept rejecting me, A, either because I was bi or B, because I was in the closet and I was bi. Um, Oh. You know what I mean? And I was like, I get that. Yeah, I get that you don't want to deal with, like, somebody that's in the closet when they're in their late 20s or at this juncture in your life. Um, But, yeah, it was just felt really, like, I was also 27, so it was um, that it was the year. It was the year you're Saturn returning, right? Yeah, well, it can be. It's between like 27 and I think 31. Mine for sure was 27. 100% was there. I felt like things were churning. But anywho, getting back to, I just have a really good feeling about 2020. Well, and they're saying the 2020, things. like 2020 is perfect vision, right? 2020 vision. Yeah, that's true. That's what people are saying. Like it is the year of vision. People yeah. are saying that it's the year of vision. Yeah. Well, all right. Cool. I'll take it. I will, too. I mean, you're going to hear this after 2020 comes along. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll talk <laughs> about You'll hear this in the new year. I know. Yeah. But that's cool. No, I love it. I love it. I love that we're just like, we're just are where we are. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right. So until next time. Until next time. Toodles. Toodles. <laughs>